Welcome to the Agency Profit Podcast, a show dedicated to going deep space on agency operations, which is just as nerdy as it sounds. I'm your host, Marcel Petipoff. I'm the CEO of Parakeeto, a firm that helps digital and creative agencies measure and improve their profitability. Join me as I interview some of the smartest thought leaders and agency owners in our space and go deep into operations, metrics, and all the other things you need to get right so you can spend less time worrying about operations and more time executing on your vision. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Agency Profit Podcast. I'm psyched to introduce you all to someone that I met recently who was able to build and sell an agency for seven figures in under three years. That's right. From start to sale, seven figures in under three years. You're probably wondering how he did that. And that's, of course, what he's going to discuss on the show today. Today, he's the CEO and founder of a new company called Postaga, which is a very cool tool that helps you do outreach to get backlinks and features to promote the content that you're producing on your site. I've used it. It's very, very neat. Uh, So with all that, I want to thank you for being on the show today, Mr. Andy Cabasso. Hey, thanks for having me. Excited to be here. My pleasure. So, of course, the the question in everyone's mind is, how did you do it? How did you go from start to sale in under three years? Um, But before we dive into the weeds of that, I'd love to give you an opportunity to just uh, share who you are, what you do with our audience. Sure. Hey, everyone. My name is Andy Cabasso. Um, uh, I started and built and sold a successful web design agency. And uh, today I'm running uh, Postaga, which you mentioned, which helps you, helps agencies, helps marketers build links to their websites, uh, promote them, get backlinks, uh, get ultimately really just get more traffic. Um, that's what I'm working on today. But kind of the what got me to where I am today is my agency, which was Juris Page. I started it in 2013 and we sold it in 2016. Um, basically, I, I'd be lying if I said I planned to start it, grow it, and then sell it within three years, it ended up working out. Um, but, <laughs> uh, but it, I mean, it all worked out and knowing what I know now, uh, I want to help whoever I can. That's kind of thinking about how do I best scale my agency and put it in the best position possible so it can get acquired. Awesome. So you mentioned it wasn't really the plan. It, it kind of happened. Uh, a little bit out of your control, you know, before we recorded, started recording the episode, you mentioned uh, almost alluding to by accident, having that business grow. Um, So like, if that wasn't the plan really quick, like why did you start the agency and what was the plan? Uh, Basically we had, we had created, was originally geared to be a self-service page builder for businesses, but then it became more clear that the businesses that we were getting in touch with by virtue of our networks they were more interested in having us do it for them. And so the focus became less on the builder that we were working on and more on building an agency. And then we had to figure out how to build this agency. And the real, the key to it growing was focusing on a specific industry, a specific client type, um, and foregoing other opportunities so we could really build a brand focused around that industry. And we chose specifically the legal vertical, building websites and doing marketing for lawyers and law firms. And from that, we were able to really get into the industry, build relationships, get customers, build a portfolio to show other potential clients, and then grow significantly from that. 
Mm. So you mentioned niching down into the legal space was important. Obviously, you guys had a pretty specific service niche as well. So you were really um, setting up a tight target in terms of who you were going to work with. What were were there any other like really core factors in allowing you to go from start to like, start to sale that quickly, uh, scaling up and then also being positioned for a sale in such a short period of time? So the biggest kind of the biggest secret to our success that a lot of it that a lot of this stemmed from was, I guess, I think two things. One was our content marketing and two was our uh, productizing of our service. Uh, one thing that we well, in terms of productizing our services, the one thing that we saw was when we were looking at the competitive landscape, so many of the other web designers that uh, either that served law firms or were generalists that were happy to work with law firms, they weren't publishing their prices. They weren't really having fixed scope. Here is what you get. It was kind of like people would jump on a sales call, uh, try and figure out how much money they could shake from the client and then send them a proposal. But what we did early on is we published our pricing. We set clear packages. Here is what you get You're for one of our, our earliest iterations. We were doing uh, websites at the low end for $1,000. You will get these this many pages, uh, which you can have content on, this many lawyer bio pages, a contact page, a blog page, and so on. And that kind of helped us get a lot of leads early on because we were very transparent and we tried to be as transparent as possible. Um, and especially in marketing, um, there are a lot of businesses that weren't particularly transparent about SEO and marketing and saying, you'll pay us and we'll do the marketing. Don't worry about it. But we tried to be as transparent as possible. And that also uh, carried over into our content marketing, where we were very educational focused, trying to explain things. And even if we knew that, like the client, for example, probably wouldn't go on uh, an SEO campaign themselves because they're busy practicing law, we wanted them to understand that one, we know what we're talking about and two, give them a bit of education so that can build the relationship with us and build the trust. And that really goes into the kind of content marketing aspect. Now, obviously, you know, in order to do content marketing right, you have to know who you're writing for. You have to know who you're creating content for, what their pain points are, what kind of value you can bring. So obviously at the core of all this, it's, you know, niching down. And I think we've already alluded to a couple of things that um, I know puts some strikes the fear into a lot of agency owners hearts, saying no to work, narrowing the focus, being really specific. You know, what were some of the, the bigger challenges and some of the more important um, keys to successfully choosing a niche and having that be like a really productive thing for you guys. Though we we knew that we'd forego revenue from other sources, which seemed scary because it's like we're leaving money on the table. There was just overall so much greater opportunity by being able to build a brand and a reputation in our market that people would seek us out, that we would get referrals from customers in this industry, which we did, that we would be able to build partnerships that are industry focused, which we did. Um, and, that, you know, and that's where our eventual acquiring company came from was the industry because we had built a reputation. They knew who we were. We were serving similar clients and it was a kind of a perfect. Do you want some free resources to help you measure and improve your profitability? If you do, then I want to tell you about our agency profitability toolkit, which you can grab absolutely free in the show notes or by heading to parakeeto.com forward slash toolkit. It's packed with training videos, cheat sheets, 
templates, and all kinds of other great resources to help you start measuring and improving the essential metrics that are going to drive better profitability in your business. And it's helped thousands of other agencies around the world do the same. So I want to encourage you to go and grab a copy of that. And if you'd rather get in the fast lane and just have our team of experts guide you through the process of measuring and improving your profitability, then I want to encourage you to apply for a consultation at parakeeto.com. And with that, I want to thank you again for tuning in. I hope you enjoy the episode and I'll let you get back to it. Quick fit. Um, the next thing I want to do is shifting gears is to kind of dig into the acquisition process. Now, I know you probably signed some non-disclosure agreements, so we'll have to be careful about exactly what we get into here. But uh, generally speaking, what was the acquisition process like and what were some of the big lessons that you learned uh, through that process in terms of what's important when it comes to maximizing your value as an agency? Sure. Uh, so... Um, so part of, I think, what made us an attractive acquisition target in general, uh, well, specifically, I think it was it was our marketing. We, we did a very good job of our marketing from our content to our event marketing, our networking and everything like that. We became pretty well known in our space. Um, we and through our content marketing initially, we were able to develop partnerships with many different companies uh, from doing reviews, for example, of many different software and apps and tools in the in our industry, we, were, we got on their radar, we were able to do co-marketing efforts like webinars, uh, we got some of them we had affiliate agreements with and things like that. Um, and others, we have referral relationships uh, for sending clients uh, each other's way. We got approached by one of our partners who uh, we had mutual clients with. Um, and we and they liked our marketing and they like, they really seemed very aligned with us in terms of mission and who the clients that we were going after. And it, uh, I think the phrase that they used was like, all right, here, like with our combined efforts, we have like a two plus two equals five situation where us working together, uh, marketing to both our clients together, as well as the industry as a whole, we can both grow more and grow faster together. Uh, beyond that, having the having our services productized so that you could effectively remove uh, uh, a single person like myself as a founder, it could still operate without me or it could still operate without my co-founder. Having processes uh, and a system in place uh, means that you have a business that can run without you, that if you get hit by a car, uh, today, uh, the business can still run. What were some of the other things that came up during that process that you thought were interesting in terms of uh, what bolstered up the value? One thing that was very, very important, uh, which I think is really important to stress for web designers and agencies, is recurring revenue. Without recurring revenue, I don't think any of this would have happened. So we had recurring revenue from a few different ways. One. Uh, all of our web design clients were on an ongoing hosting maintenance support plan with us. We wouldn't take on any clients if they would not be with us for the long term. The ongoing deliverables included things like uh, tech support when they needed. We would also provide uh, monthly reports on traffic. Uh, we also offered uh, call tracking integrations, uh, things like that uh, at the very basic level. And so this way, you could have a bad month, a bad quarter um, in terms of new clients signed, but you'd always have that baseline revenue from your recurring revenue. And that 
really that increased our our valuation i think did you end up navigating this acquisition by yourself did you work with a broker how, how did that go down and, and how stressful was the diligence process we weren't necessarily looking to get acquired which i think in the end worked better in our favor because it was easier for us to say no nah, we're not interested um but uh once we kind of came to broadly came to terms um, and started getting into the due diligence process. And there was a massive list of things that the uh, buyer needed to see, and they had an agent that was working with them. Um, we didn't, um, but we had, I think, I think we had a lot of the materials fairly easily ready to go. We, I definitely spent like a solid month of my time just putting together documents and packet for this package to get to the buyer and their uh their agent on their side um on our side we also had a lawyer um although i am a lawyer i am not an MA lawyer and so hiring our own lawyer was definitely important to all of this to, to make sure that everything would work out for everybody and that uh we'd understand all the terms and that would be all fine <laughs> Awesome. So it sounds like diligence was definitely a thing and being more organized about your specifically your financials, your playbooks, your SOPs, all your metrics around marketing and sales um, would have been certainly a time saver in that kind of a situation. Absolutely. And if your books aren't organized now, here is a call to action to get your books organized, whether you're looking to get acquired or not. Um, your books really need to be tidy and to make sense um, you know, reconcile all that stuff. Um, seriously, um, have no, like you should know your cash flow projections. You should know how much revenue is going to be coming in next month. If you don't make a new sale, like all this stuff is important to running an agency. Um, even if you're like, all right, I'll definitely get to it later. There's no time like the present. So get, get to it. <laughs> awesome. Great and sound advice, uh, from Andy. So with all of that, I think we, we've talked about a lot of important things. Um, to, to recap what we've discussed here, you know, getting this agency from start to sale in under three years, the probably the most important things were niching down, which allowed you to get really clear on who your perfect customer was, create productized services that could scale, create marketing that could scale and generate leads in uh, an efficient way. And when it came to sell, all of those things ended up being factors that improved the valuation of your company on top of having recurring revenue built into the business through productized services in an ongoing way. Uh, and the due diligence process being organized uh, was a time saver or is a time saver if you're lucky enough to be in that position. Uh, and with that, Andy, thanks so much for joining us on the show and for sharing your story. Hey, thanks so much. This was a lot of fun. Cheers. And for those of you listening at home, make sure you leave us a comment down below. Wherever you're listening to this, let us know what you got from the episode and feel free to reach out if you got any questions. Thanks again for listening and we'll catch you in the next episode. Hey, thanks so much for tuning in to today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you've ever found yourself thinking, man, I get so much value from this podcast. I wish there was something I could do to return the favor. Well, today's your lucky day because you can leave us a review wherever you're listening to this and it is incredibly helpful. Of course, if you haven't grabbed a free copy of the Agency Profit Toolkit, go and get that. It's got tons of free resources to help you improve your profitability. If you're looking to get in the fast lane and get help from experts to improve your profitability and measure your most important metrics, then apply for a consultation at parakeeta.com. We'd love to chat with you and figure out how we can help. 
With all of that, thank you so much for being a listener, and we will see you on the next episode.